Welcome to the Jesus 360 Podcast, the devotional guide to the names and descriptions of Jesus given to us by the Apostle John in the book of Revelation. Brother Daniel and myself, Blair Phillips, will be co-hosting today's discussion on Jesus, the one who gives blessing and curse attached to the revelation of Jesus Christ. And so we're reading this from Revelation chapter 22, verse 18 through 19, but also Revelation chapter 1, verse 3. But, Revelation chapter 22, verse 18 and 19 read, For I, so this is John speaking, For I testify to everyone who hears the words of the prophecy of this book, Behold, if anyone adds to these things, God will add to him the plagues that are written in this book. And if anyone takes away from the words of this book and the prophecy, God shall take away his part from the book of life, from the holy city, and from the things that are written in this book. And to flip back to Revelation chapter 1, verse 3. Blessed is he who reads and those who hear the words of this prophecy and keep those things which are written in it, for the time is near. And so, Brother Daniel, at both the very beginning of this book and at the very end, we see John the Apostle as the writer and author urged by the Spirit to write a blessing for both those who read but then also a curse at the end for those who mishandle the prophecy of this book. So, Blair, you and I know this entire book is about the revelation of one person and his glorious work, the person of Jesus. And the rest is related to his final works. And so he uh, urged or inspired John to write in such a way to basically encourage us to read this word of the prophecy, the entire book of Revelation, not only to read it, but to keep it. Keep it means believe it and expecting it to actually uh, uh, come to pass and by active partnership with the spirit and the, the works that God wants to do in this book. At the same time, uh, because of the nature of the intensity of of this book and the global impact this book has, not for only a short period of time, but for all eternity, for everyone from every tongue, every tribe, every nation. Uh, John wrote down at the closing of the book the heart of Jesus to warn everyone not to subtract. That means to omit any part of the book because that will cause the book to go off balance if we pick and choose, Mm -hmm. or to add anything of our own idea into the book. There has never been a book uh, in the 66 uh, Protestant uh, canon, 66 books in the Protestant canon, that has such an explicit uh, uh, command to read it because the time is near. That means the urgency, not just the important, but the urgency of reading it. And with the blessing that corresponding reading and understanding and keeping it, and also the warning not to add, add or subtract, even though I believe that this spirit holds true for the entire canon of Scripture, the entire Bible. Well, in the, in the giving of the law, in Deuteronomy, we have uh, also in Numbers, we have a lot of blessing and curse involved in related to the keeping of the law. Yes. But there was no explicit command to... There is an explicit command to keep the law and then that they will be blessed by keeping the law, but not the urgency of reading because the time is short. So there is a time stamp related to the book of Revelation here, which reminds me of the the closing chapter of the book of Daniel. That's why Daniel is also rated as an apocalypse 
just like the, the, the book of Revelation, they are both apocalyptic in nature. In Daniel chapter 12, I believe it's in verse 4, that the knowledge will increase and we are supposed to seal up the book because the time is not yet. It's still far away. So you see the contrast. book of Daniel was given uh, uh, maybe uh, 500 years before the book of Revelation, maybe 600 years to be more precise, uh, from the book of Revelation. And during that time, the time is still far away. Mm-hmm. So the, 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 the angel asked Daniel to seal up the book because it's not time to understand the book because the book has resurrection too. It involved like even resurrection to uh, righteousness and resurrection to uh, condemnation. So closer to the Revelation 20 reality. And also the Great Tribulation and many other things, the 1,290 days, 1,335 days. Similar things are happening in the book of Revelation. So, but over here, there's urgency to read. It tells us that the time is nearer than the book of Daniel. And so we are 2,000 years or 1,900 years away from the book of Revelation now. Our time is even nearer. So what should we do if Jesus is the one who gives us the blessing and the curse attached to the book of Revelation? We need to then understand that we are the recipient of that blessing in reading that book. Mm -hmm. And we are also the recipient of the warning of the curse. Mm -hmm. And because of that, we must steward this book uh, with great caution both in terms of uh, reading it, keeping it, mm-hmm. and if we are called to teach it, we must teach it with trembling and fear of the Lord, knowing that we are not to add anything that is not of the Lord into this book. You know, Matthew 5 talk about those who uh, teach the people to keep the word of the law are called great in the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. And those who teach people to observe and keep the commandment of Jesus are called great in the kingdom of God. But the blessing that's involved in reading this book um, is so uh, clear and and time-related, I believe, because uh, this book is almost as if it's an antidote to deception. Mm-hmm. If you understand this book, then you have this bulwark against the deception of the Antichrist and the false prophets that's coming upon the whole world. So I want to encourage our reader and our audience to really take this blessing and curse from Jesus seriously, knowing that Jesus' forewarning and and promises is for our benefits because His desire that we bear fruits even through all these situations in the book of Revelation 30, 60, and 100-fold. Yes, and so Brother Daniel, I think another aspect of this is that in approaching this book, which has probably been one of the uh, books that the church has has standed, stood the most divided on how we understand it and how we interpret it. Um, we have to approach with fear, trembling, prayer, on our knees, fasting. And But I also think that this is a verse that implies that we need to approach it very literally. And as we are now about to complete this journey of focusing on the revelation of Jesus in the book of the revelation of Jesus. We have taken these over 140 plus descriptions of Jesus literally as we've approached them, meditated upon them, discussed them, and prayed them. So these are treasures to our hearts. These are treasures to our hearts. We can only try to understand by the guidance of the Holy Spirit in in our vague imagination, 
we wish that we can see so much clearer because these are beautiful description of Jesus. Yes. And I think if we take the names and descriptions of Jesus literally in this text, we need to take the rest of the text literally also. Yes. Well, when you say literally, I I would I would say it's um, in another way, plain reading, plain histor- reading. historical, yes. grammatical, because some of the parts in the book of Revelation Correct. are metaphorical. For example, Revelation 12, there's a sign in heaven, so it's a sign. But they say that they're metaphorical. Yes, so in, in, it's not so much literal, but within the context of plain reading and historical grammatical, we interpret the genre accordingly. Very well yes. said. Yes, so in other words, we are not spiritualizing we are not making the entire book allegorical. We are not making the entire book just a metaphor or symbolism. And uh, there are real people, real tribes, real location, real angels, real John. And a real Jesus. And real horses <laughs> and a real Jesus, for real. So let's, let me pray with our audience. Yes. Lord Jesus, you are the blessed one. You are the good news. Those who keep your word are already blessed. I pray for revival in my generation that will release a great hunger for your word and your Holy Spirit. Let this be a blessed generation that keep your word. Help us understand your prophetic word pertaining to your glorious works in the last days. Help us not to be afraid of your last works. Help us not only embrace it, but long to understand and partner with you. So we ask you in Jesus' name that you will help us to watch and to pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We want to thank you for joining us for this Jesus 360 podcast. We look forward to you joining us for the next podcast, which is the last podcast on the last description of the beauty of Jesus that we have in the book of Revelation. You satisfy my soul. You satisfy my soul. You satisfy my soul with your love. You satisfy.